hello, hello. And oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah, we're going to get into it. Um, we've been wanting to start a podcast for a while. We've been pretending to podcast for a while, actually, but was just uh, getting hammered on the porch of our frat house and I would tell people that I was podcasting. Um, <laughs> then people would get angry. Yeah. What, did, what, like did, what did Adam say to you that one time, bro? About <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was he he was concerned. He was concerned with with uh, the damage that we were doing to our own reputation, uh, as as well as well as well as the precedent we were setting to the new members of our fraternity. Playing five finger death punch on the crusty ass couch outside. I've been up there recently doing the behavior is just so different than like what worse or better way better way better yeah. it's almost like we might have been the problem but i i don't know that's a dark that's a dark way to some face on my brain too right now for real um but yeah mm-hmm. i mean what a week to uh to get into the podcasting business um absolutely lots been going on hmm. but you know um yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, what I wanted to kind of start talking about was like how everything's been going towards long form. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of see it as like, so I was, I was thinking today, like through the different um, like generations of like influencers that we've seen. Um, and I think it's interesting because like we are probably the only generation that um, has seen all the different uh like segments of like how like um like content and like influencing has really changed because if you're older than us getting into social media like you it was like a a brand new thing um so you really weren't like involved in that as something like oh i'm gonna start like do it like this is an opportunity for me to do this and i feel like the people younger than us like i think they call them like digital natives like they were just born it so it already was a thing um yeah that's interesting yeah, I, I agree. I think we were kind of in like, like almost like a Goldilocks age where it was like we were just young enough where we could kind of understand it in in the way that it that it was new, but kind of like somewhat of a normal part of our life. And then the people that were old of it, older when they first heard the term like like YouTuber or content creator, immediately wrote it off as like some sort of like goofy nonsense, like not a full profession. Right. But the people that are younger than us. And I don't even want to say significantly younger. Like I would give it like even like like our siblings' ages, like our our little brothers yeah, that are only like 100%. a year or two younger than us. It's like normal. Like that's like that's like a total total thing that you could do conceivable. Like even like recent like TikTok. It's like they don't think it's weird that that people are just consumed. Like their content is just consumed by people all over the world day to day. Like it's just, it's just like a normal thing, normal profession to have almost doing like product reviews or food reviews or nonsense dancing for money on TikTok. Really weird for our parents, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to think. So like, I feel very lucky to have caught like the tail end of YouTube when it was just like random videos. But then like the mm-hmm. fame that you would get on YouTube was just from like having like a funny video, like go viral, like trying to think of like the Afro Ninja dude, you remember that? Like really yeah. old, like like videos. And then I was trying so to- Or even like Smot, do you remember those guys? Right, like what was the first, yeah. um, the first people who were like famous for being famous on social media and I was thinking like do you think Vine was Vine the first time when it was like people like that was kind of how right. they came to fame was because of the platform well I, th- I think that that Vine is pretty indicative of social media today because some of the people that are the most famous in today's social media landscape found their fame originally from Vine like Paul Logan Lawrence, and Jake Paul sure. yeah for sure David Dobrik is a big one too David Dobrik really huge I didn't know that yeah dude's like gotta be nearing a billion dollars he's from Vine a lot of those chicks too like girls that are like only fans girls or whatever today Brennan Kopp and them I think they're all over on Vine oh okay right yeah and then I think so it went from Vine to like the first like YouTube channels, I want to say what like game, it was like gaming, right? 
was the first Gaming. people who were making serious yeah. money. Well, the big, big, big one like PewDiePie. Yeah. Remember, remember the big race between him. It that was a big deal too. It was like 2016, whatever. We were in high school. It could have been like 18, but it was like a big race between him and that Indian it's like corporation. A random yeah. Indian <laughs> company. <laughs> like. <laughs> Right. And that's just insane. Like, it's like what we're talking about, like this generational gap. I would imagine my father reading some article about PewDiePie. <laughs> Nonsense. You know, like, with a T series for a million subscribers. <laughs> but it's like, what the fuck is any of that? Dude, and he would get on, he had some like crazy broadcast. If you go back and yeah. the depths of what PewDiePie was, like it's like some like not super chill stuff. And then I right. think he kind of had to relax, but I mean, he's sitting yeah. up. You kind of have to. You kind of have to. You see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Other people. Like the, the problem is with those guys is I think that you, you have to like identify with your own past to the level where you can't completely forget it and become a hypocrite uh, a big example that that i'm gonna bring I think up he, is like he did how, a good job with that kind of i mean he's he's still like if you go good. to his channel like producing pretty solid videos i think he, he didn't get right. canceled i don't know but right but but like what i would say like a, a person who hasn't done a great job with that is somebody who had like a a sketchy past on the platform and was able to reconcile himself like like a logan paul type of character and then when he's in a situation where he's like asked his thoughts on like Andrew Tate, who's recently been canceled for stuff that he says, he's like immediately disenfranchising the guy. Like basically like he shouldn't be given a, a second chance. He's supporting his band from social media and stuff when it's like not too long ago, Logan Paul was in the same situation and I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate people having his own perspective that he holds today in the public. Like if, if people were asking, does Logan Paul deserve a second chance? He, he wouldn't want another guy like him being like, no, of course not. Keep him off the platform. Well, what Tate said on Nelk is that like, like Logan Paul's podcast or whatever, for example, he yeah. said that like that YouTube would have talked to his manager who talked to Logan. Like, do you think that's true? Or, I, or I he thinks that somebody like he was instructed what to say. Well, his theory is that like. Logan was a perfect, would have been a perfect candidate for that because they had something over his head after the suicide forest thing. And then right. his, his Democrat, he's the, the best person that they could control who would have the most layover with Tate's demographic. So that would be the best person mm. to put a hit piece on him on a podcast. That's, that's interesting. But then that ties into uh, the whole thing too, which is interesting is like, that a fucking podcast like it is how like that is more important than the, the New York Times or running an article on it. Right, so, right. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting for sure. Yeah, what, what are your, th I, I would just ask, like, what are your theories on, on why this long form content has kind of reached the, the open scale that it has fairly recently like what kind of factors contribute to that do you think um yeah so i think the main factors would probably be youtube's demographic in general right so it's probably like um predominantly male probably predominantly people that are our age so we grew up with all these guys like um Nelk, the paul brothers right but like if you talk to someone like six years younger than us like they, they don't watch youtube like they're on right. TikTok. Like there's no point to you. Like this two seconds. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I don't really want to watch like a new Nelk prank video. So it's almost you have this weird relationship with these people that you've been watching for so long that it's kind of like you know enough about them where like I don't want to see Kyle from Nelk's new video, but I want to see like his take on etc. Because I know enough about his personality that like it's interesting for me. And it's weird, like, yeah. I find myself, like, I get excited about, I'm like, oh, this guy is on this guy's podcast. Like, that's going to be, right. you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's, cause it, it's crazy. Right. Right. Because it's, it's almost like, it's almost like we know these people on a personal level, even though we don't. But like, I feel like I do. I yeah. feel like after watching like, like Kyle Forgard and Jesse Sebastiani sleeping in a motel stick 
because they didn't have any money filming a YouTube video like when they dyed right. his hair pink. And I'm like, I'm like 14 watching that. And now that I'm, you know, whatever the fuck, I'm 23 and I get to, I get to watch like Jesse start his own company and his take on what like Bradley Martin's doing and another guy that I've been watching for forever. It, it's almost like you get to watch like your friends interact more than anything. And I, and you're right. I, w- I wouldn't be sitting down and watching a video like, Oh, we pink dye hair pranks, Jesse in a hotel. Yeah. It's like, it's cool to see those same people, what they're coming out with now, because you do identify with them after years of watching them, their content. Right. And I think that ties into the thing where it's like, they, they realized or the algorithm realized that like, there's nothing more intoxicating than seeing like someone like rise up, right. And become really successful. It's just mm-hmm. like, I mean, most movies, like, I don't know, like a lot of bro movies, like Pursuit of Happiness, Wolf of Wall Street, like Goodfellas, I guess sure. the classic examples, you're watching someone's like rise to power. Um, yeah. I think, especially with those YouTubers, like watching like, oh, now they're able to do this, like Melk made this much money. Like you get the same kind of vicarious um, success, I guess, how healthy that is. I don't know. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> right, right. I I was surprised at how I haven't listened to Bradley Martin speak for a long period of time, and I was I was surprised on uh, like how put together he was on that recent one uh, with with. Because he used to be a little bit a little bit of an awkward type of dude, like like he, more more of like a quieter guy. And when he did speak, it was like it, whenever he did videos with chicks, I would I would feel it the most. Like if he, him and Summer Ray would be lifting, and like every joke he made or every comment, right, I'd be yeah. like cringing a little bit like this dude's so fucking awkward don't say something but it's like, like oh, yeah 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 it's like the dude that you would like really wouldn't want to hang out thing. with yeah. right yeah but he he's definitely and and you know what helps is he hangs out with dudes that that get shit on all the time like like steiny <laughs> and he okay, fucks with steiny my my point with steiny and i think it's a valid one is that he is solely there because kyle would be the one getting shit on if not like that. absolutely i i agree with it. you said you brought that up the other day and I, I totally agree with it it's like i didn't nothing that i thought of until you said it but but he's a dude kyle's a dude, great example of like a rise to success of a a normal guy like when we were in high school if yeah. we had buddies that were that were filming video, filming each other, fucking with people in the mall. They wouldn't be dudes that were super chill, you know? Like, no. <laughs> they, re- they really, like, w- we wouldn't be hanging out with them that much because they fuck around and it's like it cringe and awkward. But those are guys that stuck it out and made a career out of it. And now the guy that filmed people with a camera in the mall in middle school has found himself among some of the most successful and cool people in the industry so it's got to be a bit of a culture shock for a guy like that too you know right and it's interesting like i don't know where you even go from here because it's almost reached like the most meta level where it's people who are famous because of youtube on a podcast on youtube and the topic of discussion is youtube's policy so it's, it's right. like, and I'm, and I'm in it a hundred percent. Like I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, you, you know what? YouTube, it's like, if you're one of those companies, it's like, what do you do? Cause all of your, mm-hmm. um, like the, the interaction you're getting from your users is people listening to the people using your platform shit on the platform. So right. like, I wonder what that board <laughs> is about. Like, yeah. They gotta be it, like, it, we're pushing, and you see the other ones that are popular, and it's like, we made like a 400 foot sandcastle. It's like, that's dying, bro. No one is watching those kids are on TikTok now. You don't have anything. Right. Like, like the Jude Squad guys, like, we made, we lined up 11 trampolines into the ocean. Like, I used to yeah. love that shit. <laughs> but now it's, I know you couldn't pay me to watch a half an hour video of these 30 year old dudes putting trampolines together. Right. And honestly, I mean, if you made your living on like a hide and seek on a yacht video, it's like, I hope you saved it. Cause like, right. you know, you only get a certain time frame, and it's probably the way it should be. Like, <laughs> you know, put away like some emergency money from that last 
like trampoline in the ocean video, like I don't know what to right. do. Maybe get right. on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, start doing the fucking Yeah, and start, and start doing the, the fucking glizzy on TikTok <laughs> at forty years old. Yeah, yeah. And and that that's that's gotta be a challenge for those people that have made their careers on social media because the paradigm just dips like this, like this, like this. This is cool, this right. is cool, this is cool, this is cool. And and like you were saying earlier, like people using the platform of YouTube to sit on the platform of YouTube, it is because these different social media outlets like YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever the fuck you're using, has become so so like necessary. It's like created its own partnership with society. Like even for professional development, you really can't get by without having at least some sort of social media presence on LinkedIn. So so you get dudes like yeah like Mark Zuckerberg, who's another just weirdo nerd guy, created something that is <laughs> absolutely spiraled out of his control. I'm sure that when he was in his Harvard dorm room creating basically the misogynist version of Tinder, he didn't expect to ever see himself within the next decade and a half having to sit and answer for his social media in front of the United States Supreme Court. But it's become just such an integral part of society that when people who do own these private corporations decide to moderate the actions of their users, it's 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 the Supreme Court case because it is limiting free speech because it's 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 almost like you're limiting people's news source. This this is off topic, but this is like so funny. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like Zuckerberg and uh, Bezos and like all those like billionaire CEOs like the final evolution of their like villain arc is just like getting jacked like Bezos <laughs> just on trt's like ripped as fuck and zuckerberg I is have... on joe joe rogan talking about like his mma sparring like, right like, yeah i like to get in like two hours of jujitsu a day it's like what when are you running your company <laughs> it's like, to a point you, where it's like what else you do? unlimited power and that's right <laughs> like you know what i'm gonna do now <laughs> I think I'm gonna get on PRTs. I go and get jacked and shoot a, a dick spaceship in the outer yeah. reaches of space. I had like an out of body experience the other day when I was at work and I was listening to a more played, more dates video where Derek was doing a natty or not on Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Dude, like, wasn't what? there one on, there was one on, like, Kylie Jenner or someone, and I was like, dude, Jesus. just. <laughs> They're not natural, I just get uh, Did you, you watch recent... the yep. Liver oh, King? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I watched his apology video today. <laughs> so funny. But the, not, the thing was... not a very sincere apology at all. I don't think no, he cares. Not at all. <laughs> he, he started it off, it was awesome. He was like, he's like, I've lived the majority of my life being rich and anonymous. Now I'm rich, but I'm no longer anonymous. So sometimes I have to answer to my actions. And it's like, I was like, yup. You know what? Yup. <laughs> like, the emails who, who, from him are insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds like a guy that's been living in the woods for like, like, it's like, he's like, I've been working out for 45 years. I know how to eat, train, and recover. He's like, what I need now is, yeah. Like he asked Derek to put him on a cycle and then manage his yeah. social media. And then the other email is from his like manager. And it's like, bro, what's up? I represent the liver king. <laughs> I want to see before or after. Do those exist? Is there like a picture of the liver king before he was jacked and red? Dude, I don't know. I think it might literally have been like two. It's probably him and his friend living in the woods and like, constant <laughs> they're like yo i think we should start like a youtube <laughs> he's like Primal. i would I love to know what his, his jobs were before though oh my god just him in a in like a white collar desk job imagine like a car salesman <laughs> <laughs> i stumbled across his children's instagrams they each have their own like instagram account made oh, me yeah. sad Made me so That's sad, bro. You get from in, in your adult life. Mm, 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 Who's your dad? Kid, like oh, the, the soaking leader. down, soaking down testicles and frog legs, and saying like, 
like it's the tenant. She's like, I'm observing the tenant of cold by being in the cold tub, and I'm observing the tenant of eat by eating a full testicle. And he like takes the smallest bite, and he's like trying to force it down. And I'm just like, this is fucking child abuse. They're gonna be observing the tenant of like child protective services. (laughs) Never seeing your parents again. (laughs) Observing the tenant of a lot of fucking therapy as an adult. Yeah. Dude, so I'm, I'm thinking, should I get into the uh, the Christmas? I'm really eager to read these, the Reddit thread. Yeah, 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 go for it. So so right, just word. a little bit of background. I'll, I'll give a little background. So like b- before me and Will were talking about our, our own respective office Christmas parties, and he spent some time on Reddit going, going through some feeds of some interesting office Christmas party stories we thought we'd share. Yeah, so I figure I'm a big... Uh, reddit connoisseur never had an account spent a lot of time on the platform um <laughs> don't want anybody to trace me uh <laughs> but i figured you know um since it's the holiday season uh you know i would uh see some funny office christmas party stories this is really what reddit was meant for i think is, is sharing this kind of content so Absolutely. the first one we have here is from Becky, I hope these, some of these, like, aren't that funny, but, like, <laughs> first one is from Becky Aishir. I probably shouldn't be reading the names off these, but, okay, so, what was, what was your best or worst Christmas party experience? Best was with all my colleagues in a pub just having a good time. Worst, I wasn't there, but someone fell out the window and died. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine that was a thread of the most obscene humor you've seen in a minute on the platform. Dude, imagine, imagine that though. Or was like, someone that, there, like, like, yeah, I was, I was actually there. <laughs> he didn't fall out. He fucking jumped. The post-fall atmosphere in the office Christmas party. Yeah, how do you, like, do you got Monday off after that? Or, like, I don't even know how you come back. Yeah, that. I mean, they'll probably bring in, like, one of those, like, grief counselors pick a teddy bear up at the, <laughs> the front desk. All right, so this is on the same thread. It says, um, boss got super hammered. At the end of the night, he tried to fight a couple other bosses from the other shops. Turned into a huge brawl in the parking lot. This is my first Christmas party ever with the shop, and I've stuck around ever since. So I don't know what that's what, awesome. What kind of an office is a shop? Like I don't know if that counts. That's probably like got to got to be m- more of a blue collar office Christmas party. Office this, in uh, in quotation marks on that one. This one is just a quick note. It says, "Um, all thirty of us ended up on top of a mountain at sunrise, naked and drunk." I don't know. That doesn't even sound That's some dude that's never worked a job. He's like, this would be yeah. funny if I, if I right. type this into a Reddit thread. Yeah. And that, like that, that's, like an, that's a struggle that I always have when I'm reading stories like that on Reddit. Is just like half of them, I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not. But at this point, with anything I read on the internet, it re- literally doesn't matter. Like, I just take yeah. it as face value. I just, anything that I read like that, I'm like, yep, that happened. It doesn't even the matter if I, it did The one I got I to gotta know about is the guy tattooing half of his face green. Like, I got to know if that was real. <laughs> That's the most insane. Hold on. Do you think, do you have, do you have quick access that might to be that? The funny, the, I don't. I've never, like, found it. But that might be the, the funniest story I've heard, like, on the internet or in general. And it was yeah. just like, he. He was fired immediately and his wife divorced him shortly after. It was under a it was under an an R slash ask Reddit thread. Somebody like had asked, seen someone ruin their life, right? right? <laughs> yeah, somebody had posed the question, like Reddit, what is the fastest way you have seen somebody ruin their life? And one dude it was just like lost in a sea of comments. I don't know. I think I found it when I was like listening one to one of those yeah, like, like somebody like reading Reddit comment answers or whatever, and I had to like, <laughs> stop at that point because this is the most insane story. So, so somebody had <laughs> talked about their friend 
who just one day decided to go and get a tattoo and <laughs> he tattooed. No, no, I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, he yeah, said, okay. so he said before he was, he was like, the guy told me <laughs> like, he was like quiet, normal guy. He told me that they, that he was going to do something crazy <laughs> and wouldn't tell me what it was. Goes up the next day with half of his face tattooed, what he called evergreen, and was immediately, <laughs> and it was like not a cool pattern or anything, just solid green on half of his face, was fired immediately. <laughs> his wife divorced him. <laughs> his wife divorced him. I, like, I, I would love, that's a podcast we got to do. If that, if we can get that guy in there. Yeah. I would take that guy <laughs> over, like, a lot of celebrities. Yeah, a lot of celebrities. <laughs> a lot of celebrities. Right, I would, I, would, I want to talk to the three quarters of green guy. <laughs> if he's still alive, we wish him well. He's out there, but um, this is a pretty good one. Super drunk file clerk puts arm around our CEO. It's in quote Charles. I don't know. Just say his name. Who this drunk person starts calling Chucky. <laughs> Drunk guy pretends to put him in a headlock. Everyone's shocked. He doesn't remember any of it the next day and is horrified to hear what he did. And the title is Drunk File Clerk Chokes Out Our CEO. That's a pretty funny one. <laughs> Crazy. This one is yeah, co-worker, <laughs> co-worker threw his desk chair out of a four-story window after having a few too much. <laughs> It's so funny to me because a lot of this behavior is stuff that we honestly like, yeah, yeah, there's a ton of debauchery, but that's stuff that we wouldn't even see in our frat no, but, house. Like, but, we weren't... but those, those people doing that, like, that's not us. Like, that's the guy yeah. that is super quiet, yeah. like, male guy. <laughs> You're not, yeah, because everybody that gets a full-time 9-to-5 job with a 401k like that, not all of them went out and partied or I have that much experience with alcohol and then when you when you get around an open bar with your coworkers and you have five yeah. drinks with them you end up putting wonder, CEO in a headlock so like there's two scenarios of like a desk chair through a fourth story window the first one is like like a bunch of dudes from like accounting like hyping them up like trying to get them to do it and they're like yep. come on dave like you always said you're like the desk pop exactly yeah yeah and then he's like all right i'll do it and he does it and they're like oh fuck <laughs> Not cool. and yeah then the second scenario i think is he and this is what i would guess probably wandered off or said mm -hmm. he was like i'm going to the bathroom and they're like all right what the that guy's fucking weird and then like, <clears throat> It's just like a loud like bang and like a scream yeah. from like Charlie and HR. <laughs> and you wonder yeah, how, dude. how premeditated that was too. Um could have been a spur of the moment or it could have been a Maxfield's robot level dude, of premeditation. I'll 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 send you this thread. I'm not kidding. Literally seventy percent of these I, I don't even want to speak out loud. Like it's just the most fucking disturbed like stuff that I wouldn't even think about in like a wartime situation, like complete societal collapse. Um, <laughs> like well, that's, that's one thing that I've I've I know everybody like 15 to one orgy like what is even the title <laughs> I don't even want to like, office Christmas office game right. day anyway though that's enough and a lot of these weren't even on Reddit they were on um thought catalog like it's just like a news article that somebody wrote so shout out to whoever did that probably fired but yeah <laughs> the epidemic of poor behavior at office Christmas parties sweeping America. That is one thing that I've I've noticed though in my limited experience in the professional world post graduation is every single company that I've had any sort of interaction with is full of people that are just it's it's like the more successful you are, the higher like the higher grade your position is, the the least well behaved you are. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I've seen it across across companies. It's just like like dudes that are kind of just assholes. <laughs> not even right. like mean, <laughs> not even mean people, but just act according to their own rules. Really, right, like I sat down like eating a donut. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't even want to. I don't want to tell like specific stories because I, I don't know the, the three people that listen to this podcast for our first couple of right. episodes might get out, but I don't know. <laughs> it's just, it's anyway, just like that. Just... Yeah, yeah, you go for it, dude. So like, I I I don't know how much we want to get in this, but I listened to that Infowars podcast. Like, I made mm. fifteen minutes into the Kanye interview at work, and I thought I was gonna have like a seizure. Like yeah. it was like the the paradox between like sitting in like a very controlled environment and having that come into my brain was like it was just a shutdown. Like I started getting like blurry vision. He I've seen a couple different theories on his like recent meltdown. It's like he's either absolutely lost it completely or he's acting on his own agenda like entirely intentionally he's doing this because he was in brand deals that he felt there was no escape from and he's intentionally canceling himself so he can escape from these like creativity constricting deals that he's had with adidas and and companies that are basically taking as an intellectual property so he's like you know what that's not a bad theory no that's something that I kind of subscribe to. It's not because it's not, you know what? As much as everybody wants to sit down and be like, yeah, dude, he lost his mind. It's really not that often that a guy spends the better part of his adult life absolutely scrutinized by the public without knowing how to play the media, you know? And you it's would, not like you would a think some, someone would be able to stop him, right? Right, right. Like, if I think, even if you're that famous, like, it would be so hard to get to the point of, like, isolation where there's not one, he doesn't have one friend who can, like, mm-hmm. shut him down. Like, I don't know. Right, maybe. right. I'll be a yeah. crazy place to be in. But. Sometimes I just, I just do these mental gymnastics, especially now. It's like, I don't even know how deep down into, like, rabbit holes I want to get. But if, the, if, if you get a guy like Kanye that has this, the glo- like the world is his audience. Everybody's paying attention to him. The, the, he's, got, he's all over the news. And you get him spouting like very specific conspiracy theories that are frankly held by a lot of the American public. It almost makes me wonder if it's like some sort of deterrent for those people. Like if, if, if there's like this, this overarching society, whatever you want to say, the pedophiliac child child molesters satan worshippers that run the world if they're like you know what there's too many people onto us let's get this really famous guy to lose his mind and say what they're all thinking so 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 they kind of disenfranchise the conspiracy theory right and i mean it's almost like gotta be a pretty historic moment for the internet i mean just tying and this ties into the long platform thing again too like it's it's always a podcast. Like that should be like mm-hmm. just be that should be the final podcast. Like it's yeah. more. <laughs> like, right. Like, <laughs> it's always a podcast. It's like you see what Joe Rogan said on his podcast. Right. And it, and another interesting thing about that too is like you don't really get a grip on the full insanity of those situations like until you actually listen to the whole thing. And you realize, mm-hmm. like, the interactions between people are just crazy. Like, mm-hmm. the stuff gets taken out of context, yeah. But sometimes, sometimes the context that these clips are taken out of, when you listen to it all together, it makes it a little bit worse. It's it's oh, not yeah, always necessarily sure. like this three second clip is so bad because it was taken out of context. Sometimes it's like that three second clip isn't as bad because it no, was taken out of context. That's like, what I mean. I think a lot of the times yeah. it's like that. Because when you hear the long form, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, there's stuff that can't even be clipped for a TikTok because it just doesn't make any sense. It's just yeah, people. Right. And, you- <laughs> and a lot of ones recently, is it's two people just talking, like, not even a conversation, like, just yelling. 
Yeah, it's insane. And you were talking about, like, how does Kanye not have at least one dude in his corner? And I was thinking the same thing. When I saw that Twitter clip of, you know, Kanye's extremely inflammatory comment, they were, and there was B-roll of, like, an extremely violent scene from American History X playing when he was saying that. I thought that a Twitter user had just put that on. And it was like them just trying to like liken Kanye's racist behavior to like the scene in the movie. And then I later found out that that was what was originally attached to the clip when Infowars had posted it. They had somebody in the studio that was playing B-roll of the American History X curb stomp scene as Kanye West was going on his anti-Semitic rant. And so that's an entire team of people that are backed by an insane number of at the very least patreon subscribers that feed money into that and it's like they, well, I, I don't even know what to think about when i was a situation like that <laughs> i don't even know what to think about that it's like you want to I talk was, about I was the thinking, pendulum swinging like this yeah, it's like here right no <laughs> like it's <laughs> off dude i was saying like um you know how they did that thing like NASA in the 60s where they like collected the best like music and like historical events. Have you ever heard that? And they shot it in the space. And yeah, it just like, keeps going. Like, so like our, hopefully our like aliens, aliens will find it. I was like, I think we should just yeah. like shoot that podcast like off into space. <laughs> like imagine being an alien. I was doing that. Kanye in a black imagine, imagine going back in time and showing that to someone. Like, I don't even... Oh, you know. yeah. Yeah, dude. Showing that to, like... George Washington. Somebody who's, like, who's... Yeah. Not even that far back. Show that to, like, Winston Churchill. Yeah. Like, would they just call yeah. it, you think, at that point? Like, would you just be like, well, I don't... I guess I don't care anymore. <laughs> Somebody that's, like, working really, really hard. So it's like a top United States Army general during peak World War II, where they like right. hate Hitler and be like, this, this is yeah. what I ended up <laughs> No, I would show him the graduation album first, and he'd be like, I'll be honest, that shit was pretty tight. And I'd be like, get ready. <laughs> get ready He's like, you know what? Time. You know what? That was pretty fucking bad. But that's he's the like, same guy well, graduation. Like, Every, everybody likes the song stronger. He's like, it is a big Yeah. <laughs> right. I I think we should give him a second chance. He's right. Like, he wrote he wrote graduation, right? Thing? I wonder that him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how does this thing Spotify work? I'm like, I don't know. Where I'm not the guy to be. <laughs> I really wasn't the best person to send back. <laughs> I just I clicked the green circle on my metal disc in my pocket. <laughs> Like, so do you guys, like, learn a lot about the new technology? I'm like, nah, we talk about, like, mm-hmm. ancient history a lot. <laughs> like Alexander the Great. I don't know how a CD works. Yeah, for real. Like... <laughs> yeah. But you know it, I mean? it, it's just like that, and stuff like that, I feel like, brings just out of the ether all the time it's like there's nothing going on and then there's something to care about nothing going on something to care about nothing going on something to care about and that's what i'm saying like people are all upset one way it it almost feels like intentional like i i don't i hate to use the word i don't hate to use the word i mean it's like it's it's almost like it's always like psychological operations like everything is like a fucking psyop on the american people every every story Every everything that I read that's trending on Twitter so, seems somehow to fit whatever narrative came before it in some way. But that I guess that that's just people playing sides and picking teams and putting political spins on on every situation that that happens. But I don't know. I, I think that there's some sort of unintentional or intentional global globalization going on with TikTok and social media where we all read the same things and we all listen to the same music and we all get angry about the same stories at the same time there's a there's kind of a lack of individuality a little bit yeah but like the, the weird thing is is like i if, if i go on tiktok like i have no idea what's going on 
Like I literally like it's like yeah, I don't yeah. even understand like what I'm I mean, I still haven't getting out of it. And the thing I is I still haven't people, downloaded it. Yeah, and like the people that are younger than us, like they don't know they don't even they wouldn't even know what we're talking about right now. So there is like just you just live in your own world of like <laughs> I don't even know. No, yeah, yeah, it's an excellent point, really, because what happens is, is I'll sit here after surrounding like people myself. Growing up, like I'd, I'd be like, did you see that like Kanye was on Alex Jones, and like people, anyone younger than us would be like, who is Kanye? They would kind of yeah. know who Kanye is. They'd be like, oh, the TikTok noise, and we yeah. don't know who Alex. Oh my Jones God! Is. Yeah, like, well, bro. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're right. You're right. Because I did, I did say all that after I've spent today surrounded by like-minded people on the internet that, that think similar to me so i'm like we're all thinking the same thing when really you know but that's that's why most of the people that i follow on twitter are extremely left-wing because I, yeah. I just i just like i just like to have at least some it's, it's a little bit refreshing to have a differing of opinion my instagram is is becoming an issue i don't know why but everything on my instagram is just like Sigma edits of God of War. Yeah, I can't. I That's can't get away from it. I mean, I don't even know who would be like an expert on that. I feel like probably mm-hmm. us. We're probably like I. I could probably break down what that phenomenon is. Like, it's it's weird. Yeah. The whole Sigma thing is a combination of like f- figuring out that all the movies that you thought that just you liked and thought a certain thing about everybody else thought the same thing and at first that's like oh like it's not that cool and then you're like oh like now it's kind of (laughs) cool yeah cool to be like patrick bateman right and it is interesting how (laughs) and then it turns into argument of like no like you don't really understand like that (laughs) that movie it's like it's a movie You have an entire generation of people that are living their life based on about six different movies that were made and yeah. now chopped up and put to like MGMT. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just always, I every every bit of content that I consume that's like that, some of them are pretty fucking bad. Like they'll take like some really like not still clips. I saw one of Robert De Niro like beating up his wife enraging bull <laughs> it was playing like that signal like the dun 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 and it wasn't ironic you know it was on a post that like one of those like success wealth and motivation accounts and i was like where's the line on this <laughs> who's sitting down taking a domestic abuse clip and putting it to motivational music with some caption about how to make money don't care what's what other got, people think. What's got to happen is like we like us like who understand like the irony in those posts and like thought it was funny when they started getting made. have to like sit down with like most of the guys in the comments of those videos and explain like, yes, like it, it is pretty funny. Like the Sigma thing is pretty funny, <laughs> but like this isn't like a real thing. Like, Yeah. I'm sorry right. you didn't watch Taxi Driver earlier. Because you might understand, <laughs> like it's it's not real. It was supposed to be ironic. You guys are ruining it. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like the, the the educate thing for real. It's like a lot of what you said was very obviously a joke, and now it's just a problem for everybody. Yeah, well, a problem like, for him. Like, what is that disconnect? Like, you think it's just age? Like, you think the people like. It probably yeah, is, man. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Aid, I'm trying to think of like who, aid. but we didn't. We didn't have that. I think the issue is like what we were talking about earlier, where it's like YouTube developed from like the people we were watching, like crank videos and gaming, into what it is now because we were driving the algorithm towards fucking Sigma edits and Andrew Tate and the people who are getting on the platform now. That's all they see. So, I mean, I guess right. it's kind of our generation's fault. We just poisoned the algorithm to a point where people who have never seen Peaky Blinders are now, like, yeah. watching, like, 30-second clips. Oh, I mean, Right. Yeah, you're, you're right, you're right. 
And there's a lot of factors that, that go into play. One thing that, that I thought was interesting, a conversation that I just had, um, I went, I went on another, another date with that girl that teaches fourth grade. And she was talking yeah. about how the behavior, she got like, like friends who are, so we sat down at a restaurant and it just so happened to be that the woman that was sitting at the table next to us was another teacher at her school. So they, they were hitting it off. We had like a couple glasses of wine or whatever. And they were talking about, just like nonsense gossip at, at this elementary school that they both work at. But one, one topic of conversation was how the students that are younger, but not like, you know, not, not like very young, like around like between first grade and fourth grade, all of those students, it's like two years have been completely erased from their learning schedule. So you have fourth graders that are reading at a second grade level because their parents in the two years that they couldn't go to school in person and zoom teaching because of COVID was not real teaching at all. You know, kids that can't read that really should, should be able to read, you know, like 10 year old kids can't, can't read out loud in class because they spent two years fucking their brain on TikTok rather than learning. And, and I think a lot of that is a situation where it's, really the parents fault you know i i get it like a lot of them have jobs and stuff but when you take the learning and completely centralize it to school and these, these parents really don't have any sort of incentive to educate their children you end up with a situation where when they're not going to school for two years and the parents aren't doing their job there's not only the literacy and academic inefficiency but there's also a huge social disconnect where these people spend so much time on social media and so little time having real life face-to-face interaction with people that when you see the sigma edits and you haven't talked to a real person in four days right. you, you you start to get in your head whether it's yeah whether it's intentionally or unintentionally that like that's how people should act and then i think it just spirals out of control from there well and and the other thing is right is like you go to school or to work or to college, like a normal environment, right? And the people you're interfacing with, even the ones who have like vastly different um, opinions and like beliefs than you, like you're forced like by the way society works in a good way to like just be normal and cohesive with people and not be an insane person because that's the only way like face-to-face society works. But I mean, you take a freshman in college and you lock them in a room for two years and the only interaction they're having is, you know, content that's been curated through an algorithm to either show Mm -hmm. people things that they extreme things that they really like or extreme things that they really don't like. You know what I mean? Like the opposite of your beliefs to the worst level to drive that interaction for the platform. And it's like, well, what did what did you think was going to happen? Right. So I don't know. Yeah, no, the stuff that you consume, it matters, you know, as much as you think that every, every, there's not a dude on the planet that doesn't think that he's immune to advertising or even to like, I I don't even know what I'm trying to, like unintentional brainwashing, really, at the end of the day, it's like, I I can go through my Instagram and think I'm sound of mind and nothing is really going to like waver the way that I think about the world, that's fine. But once you're, once you're starting to do that for People will average, you know, 10 hours a day on their, on their, on their screen, on their screen time. When you're doing that for 10 hours every single day, that stuff has an effect, you know, and, and it creates almost like its own different, all these chat rooms and stuff. It creates these worlds where you can get away with saying some really abhorrent things that you would never be able to get away with in real life. Like, right. And it, and it leads you to doing some pretty heinous things. Like I, I, I think a great example is what happened earlier couple months ago in, in Buffalo that that top shooting. It's like that guy was on chat room just 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 doubting absolutely insane insanity. And he had groups of people that were like, yup, yup, you should do that. Absolutely. Hell yeah, brother. Like if if he had if he had gone into his classroom and said that to a group of you, peers, you would, would never get that kind of support in real life. Like you would have to pick, right. pick people out of millions of people who would get you know what I mean Right. Yeah, it just simply would not exist. And and that's like, and that's, that brings it back to what we were talking about earlier, where it's like dudes like Mark Zuckerberg have created 
these platforms that they didn't know was going to turn into that. And now it's like, I don't really know if it's a question of free speech so much as where do you draw the line between what people are allowed to say online and what people aren't allowed to say online. Because I don't think I don't think that the Internet really has any space for a chat room like that. But I'm also strongly against people monitoring stuff like that. So I don't know. I really don't. It's hard to have an opinion on that. See, the thing, the thing that I think, um, at least with the tech companies that makes me mad, is that either you have it one way or the other. Either you have no surveillance and no out, like algorithms, or you have, like, or you have what we have now, right? But my issue is what we have now is like, you're telling me like you have an algorithm that can determine like what kind of music I want to listen to on Spotify based on my mood from like a collection of data from the eight different platforms I've used that day. Or like there's a famous example of um, like like Target. This is actually an interesting story. So this this dad was going to sue Target because his like 16 year old daughter kept getting like now for like like uh like pregnancy products or whatever um and she didn't buy any of that from target like just normal like day-to-day shopping but like the cameras and like what she was buying was put into an algorithm and then it turned out she was gonna have a kid so i think that's one of the best examples of like how it can identify and that was back in 2006 but anyway that's like a that's crazy right but but if you have algorithms that advanced to sell me a product like you don't have an algorithm that can identify like threats like even on people who are using like 4chan and tor like come on right. you know i feel like that would be easy to easier to identify with an algorithm than a lot of other stuff that makes them money yeah so. yeah and i i also do think it's a bit of a fantastical assumption to, to say that even in like the some of the most deep corners of the internet to say that they're not being monitored in some way by by a governing body. I I think they gotta, that they gotta be right. Right. You know what? If 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 we're they're able, not, to they're they're not going to put the resources towards that because it's not. There is a benefit towards figuring out what I want to buy, but there is really no benefit to to stopping active threats from a from a corporate standpoint. If you're thinking completely yeah. about money, right? That is a good point. That's a good point for sure. But in terms of dedicating resources, you, you know, I, I don't doubt my own ability or your own your own ability to access any one of those chat rooms that heinous people are in all the time. And if a normal dude can do it and a CIA agent can do it on a free time, I don't think it really requires that much resource to have one sleeper agent in a couple different chat rooms you know well what that what the fbi says is that like we do do that but if there's just too many there's too many people saying stuff that won't act on it for us to reasonably mm. like act on each threat but it's like is that true i don't know how many how many people if i take a room of a hundred people and i say how many of you are using tor and 4chan it's gonna be like one guy so it's like yeah. <laughs> how, how, yeah. hard, how hard that would be like Right. Put more people on it. Hire more people. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's that's just like. Well, what you you've heard that statistic that an extremely small fraction of the entire internet is is what we browse. You know. Yeah. Like what is it? Like. But that's in terms of data too. I mean. What doesn't make sense to me about that is like in terms of users i just don't mm-hmm. get that there's all these hidden people that are that understand i mean think about just age like what age of people would even know how to use like the, the deep web in that capacity i mean it would be people right. between like 16 and 50 probably and a very small percentage so i mean i don't know yeah, no, that's a good point. And and the internet is just an extension of real life and real human behavior. You can't stop. You know, it's it's tough to prevent crimes before they've taken place in in the real world. Yeah, that's true. You can't like 
if if we're sitting in a room with four people and we're plotting a bank robbery, we can't realistically assume that one of the four people is a secret CIA agent that's going to stop us. You know, it's the same thing on the internet, I guess, in, so, in some would, way. It would be an interesting experiment to like just use like not any kind of encrypted servers or anything and just start plotting a bank robbery like through chats, like just doing like oh, yeah. groups and see how far you could get before it was at least flagged. Like I want to give like everything, give like an address, a time and a plan. And then yeah, we'll, and just we'll see, see, how it, long see if it somebody takes. shows up, just see if somebody shows up on that day. Like if there's like a yeah. van or something there, like it, I, I, you know what? I bet you nothing would happen. I bet you there would be no added security. We could do well, it. You hear the thing, comments the, on a public the one post. thing the one thing they do get people on all the time is like, if you, like the secret service is all, there's always stories about them, like freaking mm -hmm. out on people who tweet stuff about like the president or like politician. So, I mean, they have the right. capacity to do that, but I mean, maybe that's a, a less number of people. I don't know. Yeah. But, and there definitely are algorithms that scan for that. L like that analogy that I gave earlier, four people sitting in a room discussing verbally right. a bank robbery. You don't have, some guy that's got professor x mental powers that can tell yeah. whenever somebody mentions bank robbery in real life but you can on the internet on the internet you can the cia does have professor x powers that get every time somebody says bank robbery so they they do have a little little bit of a leg up but it goes both ways like i said if a normal guy can access that if the cia is able to have all of these web crawlers then you know a normal guy can do it too I, I really don't think it's it's unrealistic to assume that whatever the CIA is capable of collectively, there are there are groups of people that are doing stuff at the same level or or even surpassing it a little bit. You could have some young guys that are really tech savvy that are blocking a lot of nations' work and crawling in. For sure. I'm sure. And I mean, most of the people that that end up getting those federal jobs are people that they are like, you can go to jail or work like for us like, yeah that's that it is cool super interesting that's a real thing for have sure. you ever have you ever seen a video on like the cicada like what is it it's like the cicada conspiracy where it's like oh. someone put out this mass some somebody and they didn't find out who it was put out this massive like scavenger hunt on the internet and it was called like uh Cicada yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was basically like an encrypted puzzle of like you had to go through all these loopholes um with like programming and stuff and they're pretty sure that that was just put out by like mi6 cia or like Mossad just to hire people and there's probably a lot mm. of stuff like that but it's a good, good idea i guess yeah just did you ever end up checking out that show mr robot i did yeah that was yeah. uh that was a fun thing to watch before going into work. <laughs> well, it starts off with a similar little like recruitment job too. They, yeah. they hacked into that that big nation and he gets brought in to stop it. But it says like, leave me and meet me if you want a job. Right. And he ends up leaving the leaving the code in. I feel like in my limited coding experience, whatever you know what we had to take at school, it's like. It's not what it is in movies at all. It's way boring. Yeah, I know. So, sure. It's the worst. I, I don't have time to learn how to do that. <laughs> no. There's, I, yeah. I would I would actually rather podcast every computer. <laughs> yeah. I would like to smash my computer with a rock before <laughs> I learn how to go. <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> That's like the first the last podcast is just like smashing our computers with the rocks. <laughs> last Sunday morning podcast, the title is just like security has been breached, smashing up for our computers with the rocks. YouTube video, YouTube video tour of the Appalachian cave. <laughs> Dude, well that that that's that's like I would like. We'll post. I think we we can post this for sure, right? Spotify or whatever. Yeah. Well, I would like. Does someone <laughs> gonna listen about. to this and just be like, "Well, 
I guess it's fine. I don't know, but some things are. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see how the next episode goes for these. Yeah. <laughs> there is never a next episode. We've said CIA yeah. too many times. But, <laughs> but I would be interested to see where we could take this. I like the like the public podcast idea. I like the touring Appalachian Cave podcast idea. Yep. Hunting the Wendigo podcast. <laughs> like not that even a podcast. Skin, we skin just have a headlamps on and we're just like yeah. <laughs> vlogging. Well, I'll do, um, let's fire up a YouTube too. I'll put a YouTube with that email. Where? And we can post some right. stuff with that. I mean, I guess we're an hour. We can probably wrap this up. Um, do you want to vlog yeah. any social media or anything? I don't. Dude, nothing personal. <laughs> um, we'll have a we'll have an Instagram account for the podcast. You can check that out at Sunday Porch Podcast on Instagram. I think it's yeah. no capitals, no spaces. Could just could um, be a profile picture of dogs playing poker right now. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you have anything to to say to us, I guess just try and try and DM the Instagram account, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll set up we'll set up like a public email or whatever. I would be interested. And you might you might you be able to be on the on the podcast if you're listening right now. Get in early. Good thing. Be one of the first. Um, all right. Stay safe out there. <laughs>